Rowdy, something we were talking about off air, a little bit on air, but off air. Uh, the movie, you, know, you, Me, and Dupree, there is a, a great line from Dupree. He's throwing seven different kinds of smoke. Love that movie. Now, are the Kansas City Chiefs throwing seven different kinds of smoke, Rowdy? I just, uh, top of the headline here, one of them. Cautious Chiefs preparing as if Mahomes will play. High ankle sprain, though. You saw Mahomes very hobbled uh, after he got rolled up on. He, the uh, Chan Hetty, then came in. Uh, Mahomes came in after halftime and probably really taped up and on a lot of what we call Toradol. I'd imagine a lot of painkillers. But hearing a lot of different reports about one Patrick Mahomes and his status entering the conference championship weekend. What have you seen? What have you seen? Now, I have saw rumors starting on Monday afternoon saying Mahomes can't even walk today and the swelling is really bad. Yeah. I saw on Tuesday they said he was working out and it was like almost like Sasquatch type photos, grainy Great, from really far away. away. It doesn't really look like he was doing anything. He was standing there. Just standing. Um. Yeah, and then there are other people saying, oh, he had a high ankle sprain before, and the one from 2019 is worse, huh. even though he was hobbling quite a bit. And, I mean, they're right. Once the adrenaline wears off, oh, it's yeah. only going to hurt more and more. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, Mahomes' mobility, very limited style of play, trains dramatically, obviously. Uh, he threw no passes outside of the pocket, according to the NFL Next Gen Stats. Uh, marking his only uh, only his second half this season, in which he made all of his throws from the pocket. Now he wasn't obviously when you got a high ankle sprain, you're not going to be doing too much. So Mahomes led the NFL during the regular season with 113 throws from outside the pocket. Again in the second half, not a single one. Didn't want to uh, do too much, get the ball out as fast as he could. Andy Reid said he was expecting <laughs> this, this is going to be a crazy concept. Expecting the Bengals to put pressure on Mahomes beyond what they normally might. Because of, his, because of his limited mobility. Uh, but Reed's saying uh, we got to see how he feels when he gets ready to practice. Uh, but he said the mindset is take it day by day, see how he does. He's working hard in treatment, and he's doing okay. And they really want him to play. I think it's just a bunch of smoke screens. Yeah, who knows? I mean, you prepare for Patrick Mahomes, and then you uh, praise the Lord when you get Chad Henney. <laughs> hey, Chad Henney, when he was in there, uh, Chad Henney is He wasn't what he terrible. Is. No, I mean, he's... He has been a solid backup quarterback for a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not great. No. He's, 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 but he's not, serviceable. He should not be able to lead you to a Super Bowl win, but uh, he, to, is, he is serviceable with that type of team, with that type of talent in a regular season if you needed him to win a couple games. I'm trying to think back. When Aaron Rodgers was he out with, was it COVID? And the Packers played the Chiefs. Was Chad Henney playing that game? No, that was before. Okay, I was trying to my timeline. Because remember, we never ever got to see yeah Mahomes Rogers Mahomes Rogers because the first time Mahomes was hurt, yeah, and the second time Rogers had COVID. That's that's what it was. So yeah, that's when we can never. So see we it. saw Henny Rogers and we saw <laughs> Mahomes Love. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh, was not the greatest from love. And that's when his mom was put up like in literally like almost in outer space. Yeah, nosebleeds. Yeah, she was like beyond the nosebleeds. It was like a ladder to heaven. They put her up there. And she's like, you can watch your son. Here's a here's a telescope. Uh, our guy, Keaton LAX. <laughs> this is funny. He says, quarterbacks play objectively better when they're high as balls on Percocet. <laughs> well, I mean, go back to when Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers played against the Chicago Bears on uh, after he got his leg almost lopped off. The dude came back and was looped up on all goofballs, and he helped the Packers storm back to beat the Bears, one of the greatest things ever. So, yeah, maybe they're feeling a little loose, a little easy, Uh, and then all of a sudden the next day when it all wears off, you're like, oh, my God, I'm in severe agonizing pain. Oh, my knee. All right, so then on the flip side, Joe Burrow. I mean, there's no injury concerns with Joe Burrow right now. And, Rowdy, you've been on this, and, uh, more again, more evidence that everyone listens. So, so some radio hosts, Rowdy, they'll listen to another show and then bite what they have to say and pass it off as their own. Here on Over the Line, we are the trailblazers. We are the trendsetters. We are the ones who knock. Rowdy, you've been on this for a while. That's not the craziest it takes either, but you've been on this for a while. 
What happens if Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals end up beating Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think you Kansas really City do have to consider Joe Burrow being the best quarterback in the NFL. Now, maybe he's not the most talented quarterback because I think that's still with Patrick Mahomes. But how many times did we see Aaron Rodgers from 2000 and we'll say 2011 to 2017? He was the most talented quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. You know who had more Super Bowls in that time? Yeah. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Because Aaron Rodgers had a big fat zero. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he was the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I think you could easily say Patrick Mahomes is the most talented, but Joe Burrow is the best quarterback that just wins, baby. He just wins, and that dude's got some swag about him, man. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, uh, this is not like a, I hate the GOAT debate, like who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, whatever. You're never going to get anywhere. They're both phenomenal players, right? But who's the best quarterback in the NFL? I'd, I'd have either one of them. There's no, like, easily, either one of them. But if you look at what Joe, Joe Cool has been able to do, his career has been absolutely insane. And then the path that they're having right now, and if he were to do it and get back to the Super Bowl, potentially win it, you're like, damn, this dude's got to be anointed. Wouldn't you say if they're all the quarterbacks in the world, Patrick Mahomes, now we know that he can use his legs and run a little bit, get outside the pocket and make plays, obviously. But he's not a running quarterback. Mm. Like he's known for his gifted arm. He can make pretty much every single throw. Now, if you have a high ankle sprain, clearly pushing off and throwing the football is going to be painful. But if there was ever a guy that could sit in the pocket and literally just have the raw arm strength and the raw arm in general, wouldn't you say it's Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Like we were talking about this. Oh, he sidearmed him. Never seen it before. With Lamar Jackson and his high ankle sprain where it was like, ah, grade two, grade three. Don't know if he's going to play for the playoffs. And then we were, made a couple bets actually down the stretch of the season against that because of his leg. And I was saying that's a guy that needs his ankle because Lamar Jackson is running all around. We know him as a running quarterback. Yeah. There's more to be desired with Lamar Jackson throwing the football. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes can sling the football. He doesn't have to run all around to be good. He just has the ability to do so. He can stay in the pocket and throw balls that many people can't. So, I, I, yeah, he's not going to be as mobile, but if Patrick Mahomes gives it a go and stays in the pocket and they can keep him upright, he's still going to be really effective. He's totally. Patrick F. and Mahomes. On Twitch, kind of devolved into this, uh, this topic, this argument, oh, you will. Yes. We were talking about... Joe Burrow, and uh, will he be you know perceived or you know viewed as and talked about as better than Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback if you know goes to beat Kansas City and then you know possibly you know get in the Super Bowl and win it, and then people were talking about how uh, let's see here uh, I have to scroll up a little bit here there uh, the King was saying stop it Patrick Mahomes is better Joe Burrow hasn't won any Super Bowls, and then uh, another one Timu says Super Bowls define talent. And then King says, so until Burrow wins more Super Bowls than Mahomes, stop the conversation. And then you could go on to say, okay, well, like, Eli Manning then is better than Joe Burrow? Most talented quarterback ever. Is Jim McMahon then better than Joe Burrow? Or is Eli Manning better than Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers? Is Trent Dilfer better than... Yes. Joe Burrow? (laughs) Joe Burrow? Yep. Is uh, Brad Johnson? Yep. Uh, you're you naming some of the best quarterbacks ever right now. And then Timo says Dan Marino never gets talked about. That's because he's not talented. He never won a Super Bowl. Great talent, no Super Bowls. Nope. I just heard Super Bowl indicates talent. Now, that's what you just read. <laughs> so whoever said that. Oh, there's a bunch of people. Say, I can't well, tell if it's no, trolling or not, but. Even if it's trolling. Go, are you on the Twitch? You can go up and scroll up and see. I don't know if no, you're no, I'm not. logged in fast enough. But yeah, it could be trolling. I don't know. But like, if you honestly think Super Bowls equal talent, no, Super Bowls equal a team. Oh well, yeah, well, a quarterback like, can get you so far, but you need a full team there to win a Super Bowl. And like, honestly, there's a couple of teams, uh, quarterbacks you listed, they won because of a defense. Who is the most talented quarterback you guys have ever seen? I would say probably. Full on talent wise, it's probably 
Aaron Rodgers yeah. or Patrick Mahomes. I, I mean, I watched Dan Marino play. I mean, the guy led the league in all those passing categories up until Peyton Manning, and that's when the league allowed you to just murder people. So if they're going by some of the logic here that is unfolding by some people, Tom Brady would be the most talented by far quarterback we've ever seen in the history of football because of all the Super Bowls you have. Yeah. Now I have eyes. I'll go and watch. And I don't believe that to be true. He's good. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about that. He's not the most talented, but my eyes say he's not the most talented quarterback I've ever seen in my history of watching football. I watched Joe Montana too. Uh, He's got a lot of Super Bowls. I don't think he's the most talented. He had a, he's good. He's really, really good. He's a hall of famer, but yet he had a lot of talent around him on those teams. I would say, yeah, Yeah, I probably would have put Rogers, Mahomes, Peyton Manning would probably be the top three. (laughs) I'll say like, if you want to, if, if, if Super Bowls is, you know, on a quarterback, then what the hell happened to Peyton Manning when they got absolutely ass pounded by what the Seattle Seahawks? He he was too talented. Just, his talent was too much for people to catch he up. Already to. had a Super Bowl. But the Broncos scored in that game like three points. Yeah. <laughs> well, if then you go back and watch, at, you're yeah. like, this guy's a baller. If you're just looking at Super Bowls, though, I mean, Big Ben is probably the best quarterback in that draft. It was at 2000 and. Was it four draft with yeah. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers? Yep. He played. He played and tied for Super Bowls. He played in the most Super Bowls, and he tied Eli Manning with two. And his numbers are better than Eli Manning's. Yeah, and then okay, so let's but take Eli it. Manning's more talented quarterback because he's got more Super Bowls. I yeah. think I would argue that Eli Manning out of that draft was third. I think I think Philip Rivers is better. <laughs> he absolutely than was and still is. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely is. Uh, uh, the who farted face. That's every time people talk about how great Eli Manning is, I do the same face Eli Manning has. Uh, the Chargers huh? were smart enough to draft him first overall because of who his dad was and who his brother was. All right, what about wins? Now, a lot of people want to chastise Aaron Rodgers constantly um, because, well, he can't, he's not a winner. He's not a winner. But those same people will always then say, for other quarterbacks, well, uh, win is not a quarterback stat. The win is not a quarterback stat. That's a team stat. But then in the same breath, they'll go and chastise Aaron Rodgers for not being able to get a win, win. when it matters. Yeah. But they'll say, well, the win's not a quarterback stat. Sure it is. They're whatever and whatever as a starter. Yeah, but, well, you can't, you can't do that. It doesn't take well, into account talking about talent. Sure as hell can. It's in the Geneva Convention. If you're talking about talent, I think you could make an argument that Lamar Jackson is one of the most talented players in nope. the NFL. Never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> now, if you th- like, think about it this way: if the entire offense on this team, this theoretical team, was terrible, <laughs> who's the better quarterback? Who would you rather have if your offense was just straight garbage? You didn't it, say it looked like the Packers' tight ends. It was some god awful receivers, a okay offensive line. And not the greatest running backs. Who would you rather have on your team? I would rather have Lamar Jackson than Tom Brady. Even though Tom Brady won a ton of Super Bowls, Lamar Jackson in that scenario would be the offense. You would have to have a guy that was that special and that athletic because the rest of the (laughs) offense sucks so bad. I feel like Tom Brady needs people around him because he's not a great athlete. He's not the best thrower of the football. He always needs a good offensive line. That's more truer now than it is ever. The team you just described, Rowdy, sorry, RJ, the team you just described (coughs) to me sounds like the 2016 Green Bay Packers that went to an NFC championship game against the Atlanta Falcons. And it literally was just Aaron Rodgers. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like carrying the team. In that scenario, Lamar Jackson is the better quarterback than Tom Brady. Because yeah, Lamar cause, Jackson well, doesn't need a great offensive line. Because he can create. Exactly. It's kind of like the Steel Curtain defense, or the Steel Curtain Pittsburgh teams. Like, that whole team was chock full of Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Terry Bradshaw is not the greatest quarterback in the world. Greatest but he hair. Won, He's but got he, great hair, though. Yeah. But he won four Super Bowls. Wasn't all because of him. Do you think if you were to get Hulk Hogan, like, cut some weight, and you put them next to each other, you'd be like, these guys could be brothers. Yeah, you'd have to shave. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. the hairline. It's an incredible hairline. Yeah. But yeah, you look at it, you like, okay, it's, uh, people get so worked up about, you know, how a quarterback, though, this quarterback, this, yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, I mean, you need the talent around you. A quarterback can take you so far. Like a, the 2016-17 where the Packers lost to, what, the Falcons in the NFC <laughs> Championship game. Like, what was on that roster? Well, you can go back and 
there was a lot of guys that turned up in 2019, 2020 on AAF rosters and XFL rosters that were former Green Bay Packers in that same time frame. That were covering all pros. <laughs> and and some of them were guys that were drafted by the Green Bay Packers. It wasn't like Ted's like, oh, we brought in, you know, an undrafted free agent and because of injuries, you know, we had to play him, blah, blah, blah. But he was really like our fifth string. That was some of the guys he drafted that wound up in AAF and yeah, XFL. Yeah. yeah. The Packers had, the, remember we looked at it in the AAF, the Packers had the most players in the AAF. Yeah. Yes. Out of all teams in the NFL. And that was all. They had like, Ted it was like three or four former Packers that were just on the Packers team like the year before. Yeah. On like the, the Salt Lake Stallions. Yeah. That, yeah. that was or the like, Packers team, the Salt Lake that's Stallions. disgusting. Yeah. It's, <laughs> All right, 608-321-1670. I mean, how do you determine quarterback you know, talent? Super Bowl rings is not an evaluation of quarterback talent. If that's the case, then Tom Brady literally is the greatest athlete and creator of offense we've ever seen an entire time, which is not true. He's good, but he yeah. needs pieces around him. Yeah, and that's the thing. And with a top the, 10 defense every year. The Lamar yeah. Jackson, Tom Brady. Again, if you had a completely terrible offense, I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. If you gave me a good offensive line... I'd want Tom Brady. Yeah. That's a, there you go, Rowdy. Well done. That's, I like that. Tim Brady. All right, we got to find some wins here for uh, Wisconsin basketball as they need... They're coming. They need what, Rowdy, minimum seven? I would say the lowest point What's where the you lowest? have an op- opportunity is probably six. six. Six? So we've had, in the past, teams... And not too long ago, of their backs against the wall, and they've been able to rattle off wins uh, unconsciously. There's been a difference, though. I mean, it's mostly the Packers. What's that? That kind of get their backs against the wall. And no, I, off okay, wins well, to give themselves a chance for Badger basketball. Uh, they had to what? What do they rattle off? And they completed it with, uh, at Indiana. They were nine in a row. Oh yeah, beat to, Indiana. To, Win, win a share of the win Big Ten. Share, big, okay. But yeah. there was something a little different that year, wasn't there, that they have than this year? Yeah, that was Howard Moore's whole incident. And yeah. The team was better. Yeah. And they had, like, you know, a guy who could take over. Yeah. They they had your vocal leader in Brad Davison who mm. could get in somebody's face. Yeah. And... So right now, boys, I mean, we'll, we'll try to find some wins coming up here after the break. But what is... <sighs> Are they what do the bad what's the Badgers identity? Do they have one? I mean, when they run the swing. Because earlier this year they had a really strong defense. Yeah. They could make free throws, believe it or not. Well, I mean your Some, best somewhat. your best defender is out right now over a non foul that uh caused stitches in a concussion. But yeah. you know, throwing your elbow through now. Um, and clearing space for yourself is totally legal when it's against Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> Salty much? No, just stating facts. Um, What's their identity now? They don't have one. Yeah. You have your point guards trying to play hero ball almost every possession instead of moving the ball around, creating open looks, and actually doing what the swing But I feel like he, he only do. starts doing that in the final like five minutes of the game. Oh, no, he doesn't. He looks for I, I, he I looks for contested shots. He runs it though, but at the end of One the game, one thing that changes. doesn't make sense to me that bugs me. You're watching the Northwestern game. Northwestern had like one center. What was it, Nicholson? Yeah, yeah. That was like tall, a little thicker. Not good. It, right, he wasn't that good. <laughs> All of the guys that they had that came in after him, they weren't that great. They were shorter than him. The one guy came in for five minutes and picked up five fouls and was out. Yeah. Like that's a good stat. They are not, they were not deep at the center and power forward position. Right. They, they had Nicholson who was in foul trouble. Yep. They had, uh, I forget the, even the name, but again, he was in for five minutes and he left with five fouls. And then they had, (laughs) then they had another guy that was also very thin, similar to like a Marcus Ilvers for Wisconsin. Four fouls, I think. And, and the thing that bugged me was, okay, they have the big men for Northwestern in foul trouble. One, they should be better just in general inside with Tyler wall and, and Steven Crowell. Why are they not getting any post touches and why are they not going through the post trying to score the basketball 
and if anything, pick up more fouls, or if anything, get to the hoop where you're going to make those guys have to try and play defense or contest shots and probably pick up more fouls. I mean, a few, maybe a handful more drives to the hoop or post-ups, and you might have got three big men to follow out. Yeah, You didn't even look at it. You just were chucking threes. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't um, make any sense. And Stephen Crowell had arguably been one of your better players when Tyler Wall was down with an ankle, and the guy got like four, like four to six shots. I was like, why? Why? How? <laughs> yeah, it's how. <laughs> it's one of those. It, and he has a size an, advantage. It's an in, inexplicable uh, kind of game plan. There, yeah, like double bonus. A double bonus, the, and then you just start chucking up NBA range yeah. threes. It's it's it's. Wisconsin has been doing that forever, though. I feel like it's it's gets so mind. Well, another thing that Wisconsin was doing really well, especially non-conference wise, they were playing really, really good perimeter defense. Remember when they were in the Bahamas and they were playing Dude, some of those games? The juggernaut. Yeah. That was their identity. Was a defensive team. They had people. They had the broadcasters saying, "Yeah, we were talking to insert team here that just played Wisconsin. They're extremely tough to score on the perimeter against. This is a team that plays tough defense. That's something that's." Effort and being defensively sound. The Badgers at that same time were also just, they, they, they couldn't miss shooting the basketball. Like yeah, yeah. every night, Klesmit was hot. Asijin was really hot. Uh, Wall was shooting a high percentage from inside the paint. Cancel I mean, so hot right now. Crowell was scoring pretty well Cancel. inside and also hitting more occasional threes than he is now. Chucky Hepburn, for the most part, shooting the ball well. But that's the thing. The shooting's going to come and go, and I think they're kind of reverting back to what they really are. They yeah. were just extremely hot to start the season. But the one thing that is pretty alarming is the fact that the defense has cooled off. Yeah, that's yeah. And and there's no reason for that to happen. I get the shooting. Maybe you're just not that good a shooter. Well, yeah, it comes in ebbs and flows. But the defense, it. the defense should never that should change. Be, that should yeah. be a constant. And when Tyler Wall was out. Oh my God! The defense was even yeah, worse. The defense should be a constant, and, right. and that's the other thing. When he's out with the big men that you have behind him, Ooh. Carter Gilmore is all right when he's playing ten to fifteen minutes and, and busting his ass. Yeah. He's all right. Anything past 20? Marcus Ilvers is all right when he gives you five minutes and hey. comes in and shoots the ball once. Can I ask you a certain question about a player? You start doubling, tripling their minutes? Absolutely not. What about Isaac Lindsay in five minutes? Speaking of the White Iverson, dude's got the, guy, the greenest light. The ever. guy has never turned down an opportunity to shoot a basketball. The dude's got the green light to go. Green light, go. Hey, all right, all right, all right. All right green light, all right, go. All right, all right. all right, let's. Uh, we'll talk more Badger. Come, we'll find some wins on the schedule. Line one. Good morning. It's Tommy. Hey, Tommy. What's up, dude? You guys have just laid out my entire rap. I got tennis elbow and cauliflower ear just from listening to you guys say what I was going to say. <laughs> so, hey, well, we're on the same page. I'll have Nelson come over and massage uh, the elbow and the ear to help you out, all right? Yeah. That uh, inside-out yeah. thing that, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, they seem to be doing it. I was excited, and I just listened on the radio, so I don't just see it. But it sounded like they were really playing that, and the big men were – Compared to last year, it was all based on having a superstar throwing in from half court and stuff. And I really was hoping they would do this. And I don't know if the Big Ten is just that much harder, even though Northwestern isn't one of their better teams. I don't know. But, man, they just really gave up on what they were really good at. It's disappointing. I know. It's like you know who you are, then you lose your identity along the way. It's hopefully they pick it back up. It's I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Well, the inside-out game is so important in college basketball because you got to spread the floor and make the make everyone work. All right, so wins for Wisconsin basketball. The magic number, Rowdy, is? Yeah, probably seven. You get to that 19 number, you're probably in. And remember, the Grambling State game was canceled, so they do have one less game than they normally would have. But yeah, probably getting to 19 is probably into the tournament. <sighs> well, it starts out tonight, boys, with the Maryland Terrapins, Wisconsin uh, underdogs by, what did you say, was it, f- uh, was it five and a half? Opened at seven, seven, all the way down to four and a half, so uh, a lot of people liking Wisconsin. Do you guys like Wisconsin? Let's this do it. Action tonight. Get it. Maryland's coming off of playing Purdue, I believe, on Sunday. Extremely close game down to the wire. Purdue ended up holding on and winning. Obviously, Purdue is the class of the Big Ten Purdue is one of the better teams in the countries. Got to imagine that uh, Maryland's got a little bit of revenge on their mind, losing a close game at the Cole Center to Wisconsin in early December. Now, yeah. month and a half later, they get them at home 
after a tough loss. Wisconsin, though, they're on the they're on their heels a little bit. This is like a must win. Is, I mean, you're you're one in four in your last five games. Is Wisconsin uh, a cornered badger? Doesn't it feel a like they're teetering? <laughs> Doesn't it feel like they're teetering here? This is a big game tonight. This is a. I feel like this could be a go one way or the other kind of game. Like uh, you're gonna either snowball down or kind of climb the mountaintop. I don't know. What do you think? A win or a loss? I'm gonna start tailing. Win. RJ going win. I'll go with a win only because if oh, you look Sam. at if you look at uh, where this game opened, it opened at Maryland favored by seven with a total of 126. Mm-hmm. Both of those have come crashing down. It's now Maryland favored by four and a half, right. and I believe the total was down to like 123. So all those signs are pointing to they're liking Wisconsin and they think it's going to be a slow paced game, which is in Wisconsin's yep. favor. Potential for a win tonight that we're all agreeing on out of the seven. Up next, you have Illinois at the Cole Center on Saturday. What do you think, boys? The fighting Illini coming in. Can we get a win? Now you look at Illinois. Um, man, Underwood can really get under some skin and start firing some people up. Illinois, last time the Badgers played them, the Illinois went off. Yeah, saw that. What do we think? It's a game in which... It's at the Cole Center. Yeah, it's at home. Badgers looking to avenge a loss down in Champaign where every person on Illinois was making three-point shots. Yeah. They had an extremely high clip. I mean... We lean in and win? Revenge at home? Cole Center? Cole Center magic? Sweeping the rest of the day. I'm going to the win. I'm going to the win. I'm going to the win. Potentially two. Up next... After that, Ohio State on the road Thursday, February 2nd, Groundhog's Day. I'm going Evo in the football season. It's a win. I'm going win. Rowdy? Oh, boy. At Ohio State. Ohio State is so up and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so good at Ohio State and so bad on the road. And it and is, I, I don't know, like Wisconsin's chances going forward right. in a lot of games. So Rowdy's got an, an L going there. Up next, then, you get a little revenge on the brain Sunday, September 5th. Up for September, February fifth. Excuse me, September. Uh, Northwestern comes to the Cole Center. Oh, Badgers, no. could, Badgers should have beat, could have beat. Actually, I should say, if you just make your free throws and a shot down the stretch. Uh, Northwestern is not a good basketball team. And what's the, what's Kenneth the, and Palm say? The Big Ten as a whole is is a little down. Yeah. Um, I like Wisconsin's chances in the rematch versus Northwestern. Arjun, you've got, you've got. <laughs> I'm just being you during football season. Never, never picking against Wisconsin. It is fun to be me. You're right. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take a win over that, too. Uh, then after Rowdy, Northwestern, a little revenge on the brain at the Cole Center. Or are you still thinking? Uh, yeah, I think they could get a win there. All right, cool, 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 cool. Penn State then up next. Penn State on the road, the Nittany Lions. Uh, I mean, they're 10-1 and one at home right now. I'd give that one to Penn State. Okay. Rowdy? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. You narrowly beat Penn State at home. Right, and yeah. they did not shoot the ball very well. On the road and they tough. had a lot of open looks. Let's not forget that. Yeah, oh, yeah the Badgers defense was struggling. Then up next, I think we all can agree on this one, February 11th. Uh, the Badgers uh, are in Lincoln. They take on Nebraska. The only thing, though, is that Nebraska's tougher at home. Yeah. yeah. It won't be an easy game. I It'll be way closer Wis- than I bet anyone would imagine. I still lean Wisconsin in that one. Uh, then Valentine's Day. Here's the doozy, boys. Also in pitchers and catchers report. But here's the doozy. The slap heard around the world. When Jawan Howard wanted to get Greg Gard, but instead hit Joe Krabenhoff. <laughs> and he's also trying to hit his own teammates or his own players this year. Wisconsin host Mr. Slappy and the Michigan Wolverines. I think, I think they split with Michigan. Yeah, all right. Rutgers after Michigan on the 18th? Big L. Is that home? It it's is in home. Cole Center. Uh, yeah, it's probably, an L. Yeah, that's, Rutgers, Rutgers is good is this year. Yeah, they are good. Uh, was, Iowa, Wisconsin. Um, if Iowa has their full complement yeah. of players back, I'll, I'd pick Iowa. It depends. In the Cole Center. Yeah. It depends. I'm with RJ. If they get some of their guys back. <laughs> Francis? They've been playing shorthanded yeah. here lately. Yeah. And then, so the right here said to split Michigan, so there's a win or loss, depending on where it is. Yeah. Big matchup March 2nd. Purdue comes to the Cole Center. L. Win. No, it's going to be a loss. I'm not feeling that win. And then at the end of the season is Minnesota. <laughs> Win. win, yeah. Win. I mean, we're close to we're close to them getting that magic number at nineteen. Yeah. If you look at Ken Palm, yeah. Uh, if they, you go, they, to, 
I if you're think, with RJ and I, they I, do it. If I you're think, with Nelly, they're, I think they're realistically, close. Realistically, you need to get to 20. So they need eight wins here. <sighs> that's that's tough. That is tough. That's a lot of winning. Yeah. With only 12 games remaining. You either need, or you need to make a, a run in the Big Ten tournament, get as close as you can, and make a run. If they get seven, if seven wins, and you're riding with RJ and I, they're there. Rowdy's close. Yeah. Eight? <laughs> so if you look at Ken Palm, which isn't the end all be all, but he is pretty good at what he does. He's good. And he's pretty Ken, accurate, in my opinion. Ken Kenneth, good. Kenneth Pomeran. The Maryland Terrapins are the the 39th best team in the country. Wisconsin is 63rd. Illinois is the 26th best team in the country. Again, Wisconsin 63rd. Ohio State 21st. Northwestern 51st. Penn State 43rd. Nebraska 94th. Michigan 60. Rutgers 17th. Iowa 35th. Purdue, fifth. Minnesota, 191st. <laughs> so if, I, if you just go straight through, if he really is that accurate, the, they're getting a W against Minnesota, 191st ranked team in the country. That's one win. I think they split with Michigan, who is right around in the same neighborhood as Wisconsin, probably win at home, lose on the road. That's two wins. Get a win at Nebraska, three wins. I think you get a win in a rematch with uh Northwestern at home. Yeah, I agree. That's I think that's four guaranteed wins. Okay, so and they, they need find... they need six or seven. Yeah, yeah. Now Ohio State is this Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. They look great at home, <coughs> but they the look road. so bad on the road. Well, Wisconsin unfortunately plays them at Ohio State. Yeah, you don't get that. Spot. Illinois, it's at home. You already got beat at Illinois. You didn't have Tyler Wall. It was a game in which Illinois shot the lights out. I feel like that's one you probably have to win. You have to find a way to win that game at home. Yeah. Penn State, uh, that'll be another dogfight. It'll probably be like their first game. Yeah. Come down to a couple of points. Probably going to have to find a way to win that game because I don't think you beat Rutgers. I don't think you beat Purdue. Again, I think you split with Michigan one and one. And uh, depending on what Iowa is. Uh, that could be a tough game too, because yeah. I was down like two or three guys right now. Yeah, didn't Franz Kid also take us? Is he to, is to he, the leave of absence? Yeah. I, I don't think he's back. I don't think he's back either. Now, yeah. if if Iowa doesn't have any of those kids return, that looks like a much more winnable game. I still, I mean, I still take Wisconsin at home. I think the Iowa. the ones that I think are big games that would be big time if they won them was Illinois at home, at Penn State, mm-hmm. and then Iowa. If they win all three of those, that gets them to seven, okay. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, it's I mean, it's doable. It's going to be tough. It is doable. But, my God, they're on the hunt, baby. I'm telling you, I think the Grambling State thing could be a lot more important than we originally thought. Yeah, that's that's things. And if, worst case scenario, we do have a shirt to rep our Badgers if it happens. It's behind you, RJ. I know. It says, hashtag Badgers to NIT. <laughs> but, hey. I hold out hope. Aaron Charles Rogers. The name alone sends people spiraling. The drama surrounding number 12. You know he loves it. I kind of love it too. I mean, Dan Patrick, I was into Dan Patrick a little bit yesterday. He's talking about how, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he loves the little nuggets that Rodgers says. I agree with him 110%. Rodgers is a, is a great for media. Some people absolutely despise it, hate it, can't stand it. Other people, you know, like myself, love it. And there's a lot of people in between. But I think a lot of people are just ready to be done and just, they're just tired of it. Like, can we just do something else? I'm ready for a change. It's been so long, so many years. I'm ready to do something else. Well, guess what? Rogers holds a lot of the power here. He's got a um, hand over the Green Bay Packers. And he was on, again, yesterday, the Pat McAfee show, as he does most Tuesdays. And I uh, said, you know, I'm not going to tell you if I'm, if I'm going to retire, if I'm coming back, if I want to be traded. But he does always, as you know, number 12 does, leaves bread, the little breadcrumb trail. And then you can decipher it and, and react to it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Rogers was on there asked, what have you been up to since you've uh, lost to the Lions and missed the playoffs? 
There's number 12. If uh, I gotta turn the volume up quick, sorry about that. Here's number twelve. I've been yeah, I've been enjoying myself. I seen seen a few friends, but yeah, just just relaxing. There's some things coming up on the horizon that I'm looking forward to, but I needed some time to just kind of decompress and relax a little bit. What do you have on the horizon? What's out, what's out there you're looking forward to? I'm gonna play in the Pebble Beach Pro Am. I need a little competition in my life, so oh. I'm excited about that. So excited to get out to uh, to Pebble. Haven't played there in a few years. There was a couple COVID years, and they had some, you know, they, they didn't have any amateurs, I believe, one year. And then there was some sort of uh, vax restriction, I believe, another year possibly. But either way, I'm back in it and uh, and excited. So Roger said he needed some competition in his life. I heard people on, uh, well, saw people online freaking out. What, playing in the NFL isn't competition enough for you? You got to reevaluate, guy. I'm pretty sure Pebble Beach, it's not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah. So, God forbid, Rogers goes golf in the offseason. I'm so mad. Uh, Rogers also talks about how he himself and Tom Brady need to be given some time from their team. Step away for a bit. If there was a timetable where I was told I got to make up my mind and in two weeks, then I would have came to a decision. It would have been much more difficult for sure. But I think, you know, Tom's been playing a long, long time. He deserves the right to take as much time as he needs. I've been playing a little bit less time, I think five or six years. I still think that you know, should warrant, uh, you know, the ability to take some time to make this decision and to weigh all the options. I don't think you can wake up on January 24th and, and say, all right, I'm ready to, you know, go run this thing back. You know, I think even when you're in the midst of a career, in the middle of a career, there's always, you know, moments you're like, man, I just, I need a couple more months, you know. <laughs> now, people want Rodgers to immediately say what he's going to do. Like, the like right after the Lions game, they wanted to say what he was going to do. Rowdy, you pinpointed a kind of a time frame, and what was that time frame for Rodgers to finally get his you know his answer out there? Well, free agency starts mid March, and the draft is obviously late April. Yeah. So, if you wanted to know exactly where Rodgers stood going into free agency, but in my opinion, Green Bay probably doesn't care for free agency because they're probably not going to go with the quarterback, right? Yes. Because it's either going to be Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. Correct. Quarterback's already on the roster no matter what. So that would lead me to the draft, which would be late April. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Rodgers, he's going to take his time. Not a lot of time, but he's going to take his time. He talks about that, too. Before that mindset kicks in, we're like, oh, man, I'm really going to go do this again in April and and, and this thing. I just think you need you need time to... Uh, to kind of decompress, at least I do. Maybe other people are differently, but I need time to decompress. I mean, just kind of let the off season start to sink in, and and then at some point make that decision. But yeah, you know, all the other you know ideas about you know trade and whatnot—that's all conjecture until um, I even decide uh, what I want to do moving forward for myself. So Roger's saying that all these trade scenarios coming out there is all conjecture on anyone. He hasn't decided what he's going to do. So how can there even be any deals out there or in place? Well, I mean. I would imagine there's probably some talks about some things and whatnot, but I wouldn't. You know, what random Joe Schmo says on Twitter about, you know, the, the the Jets throwing in one like Elijah Mitchell in the first round. It's just all Rogers says is conjecture. All right, Rogers though, um, has he ever thought about playing for a different NFL team? This one's a little longer. Might pause it a couple times and, and react to it. Here's Rogers talking about: Has he ever thought about playing for a different NFL team? He is the longest tenured player right now, active player. Uh, for one single organization, obviously the Packers. So here's uh, number 12. Uh, I've never been a free agent, um, which is pretty wild. I've never gotten to the end of my contract. So to even think about being in another uniform never really crossed my mind just because I, uh, I got a second contract in my fourth out of fifth year, five years, um, and then each successive contract was with at least a year left on the deal. So there was never a time where you're thinking like, oh, I might be in another uniform. And I've just never thought that way. You know, even when Jordan was drafted, I thought that might be a possibility for sure. It might not finish in Green Bay. Uh, then I won two COVID MVPs, and it, you know, obviously seemed a lot less likely. Have you never heard that before, COVID MVPs? No, I think I did hear another clip where he was joking around with Pat McAfee. Oh, okay, that's his pepper. AJ Hawk that about uh, being a COVID MVP. That's funny. Only that's... one to win uh, the COVID MVP. That's hilarious. Um, but... You never know. I mean, anytime there's a situation where change is possible, what's the old adage, you know, that people want to say, oh, the grass isn't always greener, yeah. you know, on the other side. And I always say, 
The grass is green where you water it. Uh, the grass is green where you water it, Rowdy. I agree with him on that one. But when your fertilizer or your water is the likes of like a Mercedes Lewis or a Randall Cobb, how green can it really get? Yeah, now I'm seeing some reports where you mentioned like the Jets would be interested for a first-round pick in Elijah Moore. Now I think it was Peter King that came out and said the Packers are looking for two first-round picks. You really think that that they get two first-round picks for Rodgers? I don't know. I've I've seen so many different trade packages where probably the craziest one was like three first round picks. <laughs> and pot, then, no way. And then another one being a second round pick in twenty twenty three, and then additional first round picks if he plays beyond that. Yeah, if he but it's all it's it all corresponds with if Aaron Rodgers decides to keep playing. Yeah. So uh, I mean. Purely a second round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays one more year versus like a package of three first round picks are significantly yeah. different. I dig the three first rounders. All right, here's more from 12. And I think that's the most important thing to remember. Uh, change is, is a part of this business, it's a part of life. And I think being open to it and embracing whatever that change looks like is an important part of coming to peace with whatever decision lies, lies ahead of you. And I think that's the most important. Uh, kind of piece I want to get to is um, mentally feeling good about uh, where I'm at. If I want to hang it up and, and do that, uh, having the peace to do that, if I want to keep going, um, understanding all possibilities that are involved, um, which is not too dissimilar to this season. We were in a big rut, and I was thinking uh, a lot of us were older guys. You know, if we lose another game, we could be out of this thing. They could be playing the young guys and could be uh, kick these guys on down the road. And uh, again, you know, in a victim culture, uh, Ooh, here we you go. know, that might stimulate to trigger people to be like, oh, man, like, you know, nobody cares about me anymore, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Look what they're doing to me and all this. Shit. It's like, I don't operate that way. I came to a piece about it. And I just, yeah. This is a business. It's been great to me. Uh, it's an incredible profession. It's a tough business, though. It's tough on everybody. And there's there's stretches where you're on top of the world and stretches where they're kicking you when you're down. And I think to find peace in both of those extremes is an important part of being able to navigate this thing uh, with uh, with a clear mind. And I don't think it's a, a bad thing that people don't like talking about this kind of shit, right? It's you know it's it's taboo to talk about uh, you know some of these some of these ideas. But but to be open to the possibility, if I want to keep playing, that it might be somewhere else. I understand that. I understand. I how is Rogers so unlikable to people? This dude is awesome. Like, when have you ever heard an athlete? Talk openly like this. It is this is this is a breath of fresh air from all the garbly goop, you know, middle of the road nonsense you get on the podium every time. Uh, wow, like you never hear an athlete talk like this. And they might want to move on and 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 go younger in a number of different positions. That's a part of it. Uh, there, again, when I think about that thought, because it's important to to understand that to have some peace with that, because there is a lot that's out of your control. Um, it's not with any malice. It's not with any animosity. It's with complete gratitude for an incredible organization that's done a ton for me. I've been there 18 years. I have lifelong friends in that organization. I have lifelong memories. I've made some of my closest friends in my life because I was drafted by the Green Bay Packers and they paid me multiple contracts and had amazing success. I met some just really special, special people. So why would I have any animosity toward that? You know. And on the flip side, I hope there wouldn't be any animosity if that was a decision at some point. Because I have nothing but love for the fans and the and amazing people I've met over the years at different events and out at fresh time at the grocery store or at Barnes and Noble picking up some books or whatever oh. it might be. It's a it's a beautiful a beautiful town. So um, you know I think there's there's been uh, a, a lot of a lot of fun dreaming about retiring as a Packer because there's something really special about that. But if the competitive hole is is uh, still needs to be satiated and. And what are they already satiated? It's time to move on. Then, uh, you know, I hope everybody would uh, would look at that with uh, a lot of gratitude and not any uh, resentment or even on the flip side, you know, yeah, let's get rid of this old guy. Like it's, you know, it's time to time to move on. I hope there's some gratitude on on both sides if that happens. But, but it, do you think there's any gratitude towards Aaron Rodgers right now from the 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 the, the public other with their pitch of pitchforks and torches? Doesn't seem like it. I mean, it just depends who you talk to. Well, most people I talk to hate the guy. What are you? I think uh, I would say most people say that like, I talk to think he's a good quarterback, but maybe they don't necessarily agree with some of the things he says or whatever. 
I mean, from what you just heard there about talking about gratitude and, you know, his love of the Green Bay Packers, is there anything you disagreed with, like where people could disagree with Rodgers and you know, kind of that long-winded response he just had there? Well, at some point... I know if the ride's got to end eventually. At some point, even if he was... Say he was still, you know, right up there and he's getting older and older and commanding more money, the Packers might want to move on. I mean, it's, Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Like, clearly, if you go back hindsight 2020 and look at the New England Patriots with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick was looking to move on from Tom Brady yeah, earlier than 2019. But Kraft stepped in. Yeah, Bob Kraft's like, no, no, no Tom Brady's our guy. Because yeah. Jimmy G was supposed to be the next Tom Brady in New England. Yeah. And then when that got shut down, he had to, tr- Bill Belichick, that is, had to trade him to San Francisco. He didn't want to do that. No. And it would be pretty interesting to see where New England would be had they have moved that. Yeah, they probably didn't. They they probably won, what was it, one more Super Bowl keeping him. Mm-hmm. But. I think they would be in a lot better spot if it was Jimmy G right now than Mac Jones. Rodgers was asked about his contract, and he said he is open to reworking his deal for the Packers if he plays in 2023. I don't think there'd be a scenario where I'd come back and that would be the number. I think it it would definitely, definitely things would have to shift. Hmm. Got it. I mean, we're see what we just did. Oh, yeah. Un- unpeeling the onion here. So, yeah, he talks about how he would rework his deal to come back for the Green Bay Packers. I will say this, though, as a, not a front office worker, but a fan that observes the salary caps for, you know, the sports yeah. teams that I root for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the one thing that bugs the hell out of me. Well, there's a lot of things that bug you. Is paying here. deferred money. Mm-hmm. The paying deferred laying money. Laying it off, laying it off, exactly. laying it off, laying it off. Yeah. And remember when we were talking about that one article that came out? It's like, oh, the Brewers are going to lose in the World Series in 2031. <laughs> and I was talking like, how do you about know that? I was talking about all of the arbitrations and when some of the all the guys that were even prospects that are likely to see the field at the major league level this year, yeah. they might not even be on the team because they might be through their arbitration and, and all that stuff by the time it got to 2031, 2032. Mm-hmm. But the one guy that I could for sure say was going to be paid by the Brewers in 2031 and 2032, it was Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun. Ryan, Ryan Braun, Braun hasn't played since 2020. Ryan Braun. Yeah, deferred money sucks. One last thing from Rodgers. <laughs> He's still getting paid. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to do that if I was the Packers either. No. Before the phone calls, one last thing from Rodgers. Uh, they asked him about what Rob Gronkowski said. Because, you know, Rodgers said, the only way I want to come back is if I know I can win championships. Then they asked him personally, like, can you play at a, an MVP level? He said, yeah, of course. And then the media, of course, cut off the first part about Rodgers, you know, being a team player, wanting to win a championship first. And they just ran with him saying I'm the me guy with the MVP. And then Rob Gronkowski, I mean, the dude eats Tide Pods. I mean, how, how smart is he? And then he went on about how Rodgers needs to be thinking about Super Bowls on MVPs. Rodgers responded to Gronkowski. I don't think, you know, agonize about like, oh, you know, oh, Gronk said, you know, I shouldn't be worrying about MVPs. I'm like, I know Gronk. I love Gronk. He's awesome. He's, he's fun energy to be around. Like, but what do they do? You know, if you take us, if you take the right, the right sound bite from the right thing, you know, and it's a, and it's a station that may or may not have in the past been brought to you by Pfizer, then they got to make sure that their villain, oh, you know, hell, gets yeah. cast in the correct light. Yep. Uh, and whether or not they're, you know, sponsored by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, whatever it might be, what? when you go up against some of those powers that be, you put yourself in the in the crosshairs. You know, they're going to paint you in a certain way. And that's what the media did to me a couple of years ago. That's fine. That's their prerogative. That's what they want to do. But I think I responded, uh, you know, pretty good in those in those times. And uh, I'm glad I went through that. And anything that comes after that, small potatoes, bro. God, Rogers is based. Love that guy. Line one, good morning. Dude. Bolly. Got to say... I- I got half a chub. Right? How people always say I want. Oh, they always play the, the the dumbest answers. They never say anything on the podium. I oh, wish yeah, they'd exactly. say something. Rogers, I you've never heard an athlete talk like this ever before. And I was like, exactly. what an a hole! I hate this guy. Exactly. Like normally, it's just a uh, have to see where it goes. Uh, I got. I'm under contract. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? You'll like, never get. A, you'll the, never get anyone like this ever again. 
I just think it's great. He's laying it all out there. He's like, this could happen, that could happen, yeah. that could happen. And, he's, you know, he's 100% right. Like, I, as a Bears fan, heard exactly what he said. And he was like, oh, I'll, um, I'll uh, you know, they, they said, do you think you can play at a high level? He's like, oh, yeah, I still can play at the high level, the highest level. I yeah. think I get in yeah. the right situation, win another MVP. Yeah. But but he also said, "What's the point in coming back if, if you, you don't think you can win a championship?" Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but people are just like, I, I don't know. I well, I mean, he's right there. They're just trying to vilify him. So, well, and, and, but they did the same thing with Favre. Like, you had three decades of sustained success, and that's another thing people don't get is that you know, yeah, they whiffed on some draft picks. But they were picking at the back end of the first round for like three decades. Yeah, probably we're like really late for a break. But just uh, as, a, as a Bears fan, just tell me again how much you love Rodgers. I, I like hearing it. I gotta say, I thought he was the biggest douchebag in history for a long time. Now it's that other Bears fan, but um, oh, t- Tripper. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but aside from that, no, I think he's turned. I, I think he's turned a corner in his life. You can see he's like he's not even trying to play games. He's just like this is what it is. He's living, man. Good stuff, Paulie. Later, boys. Well, speaking of the MVP stuff with Aaron Rodgers and not going for championships, you know who had a really crazy Instagram story defending Aaron Rodgers? Former teammate, former Packer, um, no longer. He is a free agent. Kevin King. Really? Kevin King was defending him on the, you know, wanting to be MVP again and thinks he can be MVP again because he's like, and this is coming from. A defensive player that arguably lost one of the NFC yeah. Championship games for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Definitely is not real well liked. <laughs> he said all 12 can do is handle himself. Yeah. And if 12 is an MVP level quarterback, he gives the Green Bay Packers and his team the best opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And it takes a team, a team around him that has to play well and pick him up too. I don't know if that was because he knows... Uh, that play that he allowed Scotty Miller really screwed Aaron Rodgers over out of another Super Bowl. But he also, I think, common sense, it says, if you got a quarterback that's playing at MVP level...